Welcome to the Push Ventures podcast, Push Your Advantage, and thanks a lot for tuning in. In our series, we're providing you with thought snippets on the African technology startup ecosystem, and today's topic is that of valuations, which is not an easy topic to talk about, but we'll be discussing the importance of being reasonable, then performance pressure, or what we could refer to as the downside of raising at too high of a valuation, the point of desperation, which is essentially when you're having to consider bridging instead of facing a down round. And some ways that we believe you might want to think about valuation. And we'll round it off today with a small example just to trigger your thoughts on why valuations can be a very important topic. Let's get started with the importance of being reasonable. Why is this such a tough topic to actually discuss? And that is actually due to the fact that it determines the amount of equity that you'll be giving to an investor in exchange for their investment amount in currency or money, basically. So at times, this also comes with an amount of control that you hand over to investors that they will have. So that is why both parties need to be reasonable. And it is important that this reasonable price is paid because it's in the best interest of both the investor and the startup. If you have too low of a valuation, it might signal that your company isn't worth it. But too high will actually do the exact same, just from kind of a mirror opposite. So you giving up your equity as a startup can also limit the decision making and can cause some resentment. Because if you're also giving too much power to your investors for that money that they give you, you may not be able to steer the company into the direction that you truly want that company to go into. For investors, overpaying also sets unrealistic expectations and raises future round prices, which then might prevent new investors from coming in because they felt that you overpaid at that time for their equity. So why should they now be the ones to overpay for a company that is just not worth it? Further, overpaying from an investor's perspective destroys returns and that prevents their own success. And from an ecosystem perspective, you always have to consider if there's no returns for investors, there's no incentive for investors to even make investments. So while it can be very difficult for you as a founder to raise at high valuations, it is important to understand and accept where you are in your journey and remain reasonable. So you shouldn't give in to the fear of missing out and keep your cool because you might want to push it to as high as a valuation as possible, but there are other ways around the topic in order to make sure that you remain incentivized over the long term and that you don't give up too much equity altogether. Now, thinking about performance pressure, which is often a negative effect that results from raising it too high of a valuation. Now, as I mentioned before, valuation also sets some sort of expectations, which means that your investors will demand results according to the price they pay as well. So if you essentially overpay as an investor, you are demanding that your founder justifies that high valuation, which may lead you as a founder to be in that position in which you have to really focus on insane growth that you potentially just can't live up to. And if you can't live up to those expectations, then you will face that point in the future somewhere down the line where you'll likely run out of cash. And now that you raise it too high of a valuation, it limits your options for those future fundraisers. 
Furthermore, too high valuations also lead to investors scrutinizing the deal and the company more to ensure that your startup lives up to the expectations that were set in previous rounds, which again makes it more difficult for you to raise another round after you raise at a too high valuation. So unless you will never need to raise again, raising at an overvalued price likely won't work in your favor despite potentially feeling amazing for a brief moment in time. Desperation is essentially something that ultimately can arise from the tremendous pressure that you are under as a founder when you need to raise the funds. Now, we have to also clearly point out it is not necessary for a founder to have raised at high valuations to find themselves in these positions. However, it is often a consequence of having raised at too high valuations and the performance pressure we just mentioned before. Now, desperation arises essentially from what we could call a lack of traction. That can be very severe if it's paired with a previously high valuation. Essentially, you've had set that price and that expectation of insane growth and you just didn't deliver. So the growth in terms of the metrics such as revenue, user growth, and so on, just doesn't live up to those expectations that were set by the previous round. And then you might need more funding. And getting that funding then can be very, very challenging. And in that very moment, you'll likely find that your existing investors also increase the pressure on you. On the one hand side, to perform and increase your growth. And on the other side as well, to raise the round as they don't want to lose their investment. Now, if there's no clear path for your company for, to profitability and you have limited runway, which essentially means you'll be running out of cash at some point in the future, then desperation can kick in and it will make it very difficult even for you to raise then. You'll be presented with two options, a down round or a bridge round, neither of them being pretty. A down round dilutes and obsesses existing investors, but it can allow you to take on the much needed cash that you require for growth or to get into a better position, potentially even to profitability. But a bridge round may not be attractive enough for new investors and um, it hence increases the pressure on the startup to raise because it might take the startup much longer to raise at maybe your last round's valuation. But new investors look at this and say, it's just not attractive enough for me right now to pay that price for your company. Now, for you as a founder, some ways to think about valuation. We touched upon this briefly in episode two, upon the difficulty of valuing a startup, in particular in its early stages, because particularly here, it is essentially that you're starting out with just an idea and an entrepreneur. So that is essentially what people are paying for in those early, early rounds. But later on, the valuation transitions to more actuals. And so for yourself, what you should consider is always what's the market size and the potential, in particular with regard to your business model and revenue. So how much can you truly capture and how much does that look like in revenue? Then if you're also looking at your current growth trajectory and margins, because margins are always crucial. And remember that because it might be easy to grow your company at 200% in its very, very early stages, but it'll become more difficult over time. Now, if your margins are then very, very small, then even though you're capturing perhaps a lot of business, 
you're not creating a lot of revenue, which then makes it very difficult to keep the business alive without raising more cash in order to grow. Further, you should consider that times have changed and the old ways of simply multiplying revenue to come to evaluation doesn't really work any longer. So bear that in mind and look at your competitive landscape. Think about how crowded is your market and how unique is your offering. So why should a customer truly come to you as a business as compared to your competition? That also brings us to talking about intellectual property. Do you have any patents or trademarks? That can essentially help you protect your margins and your business. And then, of course, the team and the experience. Do you have a track record? It is not necessary, but can be helpful. And the reason why it can be very helpful is oftentimes it comes with an existing network that you can leverage in order to get business done. And most importantly, the way you have to look at it, though, is do you have the right skills to make your business happen? Further consider an exit strategy. What is your plan? And most importantly as well, how realistic is it? It's not always necessary to have an exit strategy, but it is considered important to look at your long-term plan and evaluate it from a realistic angle. When we speak about an example, fintech usually comes to mind for us, and particularly the BNPL sector, where we specifically see a lot of comparisons being made to, for example, a firm Klarna and Afterpay. And those companies are now public. And if you're looking at a company like a firm where you have a revenue north of a billion dollars and they're still use, losing uh, $700 billion more and their valuation is four and a half billion, which implies kind of a revenue multiple of four times, yeah, that um, makes very difficult to look at a company like that and compare that then to Africa because markets here as we mentioned a few times already are much smaller and more scattered now what you see in the actual market though is that companies in Africa have lower revenues than that but they demand higher multiples than four and the reason for that is it's mostly to be found in the fact that what we've observed that founders in Africa oftentimes try to set their very own terms instead of working with the venture capitalists and the investors in order to set terms. And their own terms are often based on Wine Combinator, which worked in Silicon Valley pre-COVID, but even there the landscape has changed now. So in essence, you have to remember that you simply just can't compare Africa to the US or the EU or one country in Africa to either of those markets. Now, summing up, think about that excesses and droughts in markets are fairly common. So it is necessary to stay the course and don't lose sight of the long term. It's much better for a founder to be transparent and realistic when it comes to the valuation of the startup and setting the corresponding expectations with that valuation. Remember, that it's important to understand what could lead to a founder to become desperate when you're raising funds and work to avoid yourself falling into that pit as it can lead to unfavorable investment terms or potential loss of control over your very own company. Hence, it's much better to work toward building a sustainable business rather than only focusing on raising at ever high valuations. 
take several factors into account and communicate transparently with investors and work together with them to arrive at a fair valuation that is reasonable for everyone involved and set yourself up for success for the long term. Thank you very much to listening to this episode. And you can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook as Push Venture Capital and on Twitter under Push Your Advantage hashtag. We'll be back next month with another podcast on the African technology ecosystem, which is available on Spotify, Apple Music, AfriPods, and of course, on YouTube.